welcome to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Soderwala, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Carl Ames. Carl, how are you tonight? I'm pretty, uh, pretty hyped after coming back from the movies and just uh, had some, some Wendy's. I'm full in my belly. I'm happy to talk some more. Uh, some Moon Knight finally. I feel like it came. I feel like the finale was like a month ago, <laughs> and we're just not right. Yeah, it's here. been. A, I feel like it's been a while. It's only we've, been two weeks, but yeah. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I'm gonna watch that movie this, like I said, this weekend, and then we'll talk about it next week along with uh, Hulk, She-Hulk. Um, but yeah, we have uh. We have a lot going on today. We have a bunch of random things we want to talk about. Um, there's not really, uh, we're not only sticking to uh, comics today. Um, we're going to be jumping around to uh, different topics uh, on top of mixing in MCU stuff. So um, I think we should just get into it, really. Um, so we first uh, have a teaser uh, for call for a, a movie that's coming out on Hulu uh, called Call Prey. Uh, so we'll put, play that teaser really quickly first. So that that yeah. noise sounds noise sounds familiar. Um, it's so the prey is supposed to be a prequel to all the Predator movies. Um, it's directed by Dan Trachtenberg. It's the fifth installment in the Predator franchise, a prequel, like I said, a prequel to the first four movies. Uh, and yeah, it's it looks like the teaser just sets obviously not a whole lot, but it's a really cool teaser because it sets up. Um, it, it gets you really interested. Yeah. Uh, before that, the sound was the other familiar sound you heard was uh, outside. I do live next to a very busy street, and there's a lot of idiots that like to drive very fast, even at all oh. times of day. So I do apologize <laughs> for that. Uh, it's hard to uh, ex- know when they're going to be driving by. So uh, sorry, but but anyway, yes, uh, it is a prequel to the original. Uh, Predator movie, so Arnold Schwarzenegger probably won't be in this, but um, uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I don't, you know, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, as far as like, I never heard about anything until I saw this little teaser thing. So I um, I don't know a ton about what's going to happen here or how elaborate this movie is or anything. It's just a brief trailer. Uh, when does it come out again? It was like August or July. August fifth. August, August 5th, oh, yeah. 2022. We got a little bit of time for like an actual full trailer. 
uh, to come out and we can maybe see uh, if it's just going to be one predator, is it going to be multiple, what are they going to look like anything different, the same as the original movie, all that stuff. Like, it's been a long time um, since I've actually seen Predator. Well, not that long, but I haven't seen Predator 2 since it came out. I don't remember anything other than Danny Glover's in that movie, and it's in an urban area, and that is all I remember. I, I don't remember anything else um because i love predator one i've watched that multiple times and i think the other predator movies like alien versus predator and stuff i've seen a couple of them but i haven't been like super um like invested in the franchise since just watching the first one so i'm gonna totally watch this one and uh hope that hope that it's good and that it can expand upon the lore for um for the entire franchise and maybe maybe you see some aliens in there too who knows yeah, it looks like this is set like almost 300 years ago too. Like it's not set anywhere near the uh when the first movie came out. So it, like I was reading I was reading a little about it and it's saying it's set in the year 1719. And it's so like like I said like 300 years ago uh, among the Kamachi nation. Um uh, I guess obviously this they're they're hunting something or or and it turns out to be uh, the predator. <laughs> so the, the prey, the predator turns into the prey, or vice versa. <laughs> but yeah, it's, like uh, that, yeah. it's really, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like you know, it's obviously uh, Tattenberg, uh We saw in the teaser, uh, he's done Cloverfield Lane, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, you know, it's he has he has a background in doing like thriller uh type of movies so not so much horror like i don't really consider this like horror like even 10 chlorophyll wasn't a horror movie because it's not like a slasher flick per se i mean people die but it's more of like a thriller movie um so yeah it should be and obviously sci-fi because aliens are involved and an alien is involved somehow so yeah that's uh that's gonna be coming out august 5th and it'll be exciting to watch that i'm sure um, I'll find one way or another to watch it. I think I do have Hulu at that bundle, this, the Disney bundle. So like it comes with Hulu and ESPN. Uh, so um, I'll probably check that out for sure. Uh, any final thoughts on Prey before we move on? No, uh, that'll do it for me. I'm good. All righty. So the next one, Avatar, The Way of Water trailer was dropped i think that was like two weeks ago that was I, we well we briefly talked about it last week i think yeah they, uh, it actually started off with the doctor strange movie so right it wasn't right. A, so it wasn't like it came out beforehand and we just didn't know it was like actually premiered with it right right so we'll go ahead and play that trailer really quick just in case i mean if you watch doctor strange and you went to the previews more than likely you saw it but uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and play it anyway, just in case anyone that has not watched it yet.
So yeah, this is 13 years in the making, essentially. Uh, obviously, the first Avatar came out 13 years ago, and it ended up being the highest grossing film in the history of films. Um, obviously, uh, Endgame's passed it for like a, a minute, and then Avatar decided to come back out in theaters. Uh, well, technically, Endgame came back out a second time in theaters to pass it. And then Avatar said, you know what? We're going to do the same thing and pass you back. Uh, so, yeah, they did that. Which it doesn't matter at this point because they're both owned by Disney. So uh, that's what I know, right? Me. I know, <laughs> right? It's like... himself. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, people, I mean, they, you know, they put it in the theater because, and then people went and watched it. It's like, why? Like, <laughs> if you, uh, it's, uh, it's fine. It's whatever. People, like, are funny like that sometimes. But, um, but yeah, this this is uh, this is like thirteen years in the making. I think I think I saw uh, they sh showed Stephen Lang in this movie. Um, obviously, in the first one, um, he dies in the end. He's like he's the colonel or the leader army uh, colonel or whatever. Um, they probably bring him back in that same way that uh, they brought back, like doing that ritual thing and then transferring his body into the avatar. Uh, more than likely. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, you know, one thing I think of, like, obviously this, the first movie did so well because, like, there wasn't really anything like it around. Like, this was the first time a movie like that came out, right? Where, obviously, it's complete CGI, but just the concept of it, like, this, the view, the scenes. Um, I think it was one of the first movies that were on, like, IMAX cameras. Or not IMAX cameras, but, like, they did something. That was they filmed like, it again. in 3D. Yeah, they filmed it in 3D. Because there right. were 3D movies before that, but they were always filmed 2D. And then they did after, you know, editing to make it 3D with glasses or whatever. Right. But this one was, if not the first, one of the first movies to be filmed with 3D cameras where they have, like, the two cameras in one rig. And right, it was... Right. You know, obviously, all the extra uh, effects and 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 uh, rendering and stuff. But yeah, one of the most beautiful movies ever. But as right. uh, you know, Aldo says, <laughs> the story is leaves a lot to be imagined. And I really hope that something is the focus of improvement for this movie. I can care less. They can use the exact same cameras they had for the first movie, and it still look fantastic. So I don't care if he has new ones, and I know he does. Uh, James Cameron. I know that they have like new shooting techniques. They had like a whole underwater thing, so they had to develop new cameras. Uh, ooh, 3D without glasses. There you go. But they also had like new cameras for those uh, special scenes that are underwater too. So like that's all great and good, but the story needs to be something better than unobtainium and like the basic, you know. Stuff yeah, that the was. slash Pocahontas, it was essentially, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I like um, yeah. I've only watched the movie once, I've never had a desire to go back to it because it was so bland. Um, uh, despite the fact, like, the only real reason why I'm even remotely interested in uh Avatar 2 is because of Zoe Saldana. If it wasn't for that, I really would care less, yeah. Um, exactly, I mean. Like I said, you know, I'm interested to see, like, obviously, the way of the water and the most of the trailer is them, you know, around water, essentially. So, wonder if it's going to be something to do with, like, climate change, in a sense. 
uh, because James Cameron does like to put his a lot of his like political, um, is in a sense beliefs mm-hmm. into his movies. Uh, so it'll be interesting um, to see what the movie is about and the storylines about. Definitely, I hope it is a little more unique than just ripping off uh, another movie and and twi- putting your own twist in it. In, in a sense, um, and I'll be interested to see like with the new creatures. I think you saw not the new creature, but the new animals because I think you saw one of them when he's uh, uh, riding that. Um, thing the wing like with the fins or whatever it is it's like almost like it looks like an anteater dolphin thing (laughs) i don't know what it was but Mm -hmm. um but yeah that looked cool i mean like i said yeah the 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 imageries are going to be awesome um it just uh will be interesting to see what what the what the story is about um any other thoughts on this uh before we move on the only thing I know is that, like, they have, there's, like, the human son there, or human person there is supposed to be, like, the adoptive son of, if I remember his name correctly, Jake and Natiri. Oh, right, right. So, I believe they, like, have a, an adopted human son that is, like, the one with the dreads that was shooting the gun. So, um, other than that, that's all I really know, because, again, I don't remember a ton of details about the first one. Um, but... Yeah, it is what it is. Coming in December, hopefully not on Christmas Day. Um, hopefully it'll be sooner than like earlier than that. Right. Um, oh, and in general, like you obviously the adopted son, but like it also looks like there's still a lot of humans left on Pandora or not didn't left. So it'll be interesting to see if they if those same humans, like how many of them stayed and then maybe started colonizing too, like in a sense. They still have the army, like very clearly. Right. Like they didn't right. they defeated them, but they didn't go away from right. right, 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 right. So yep, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Um next, uh I did want to bring up because I know we talked about Doctor Strange last week, but there were some more rumors that had come out um as far as like what in multiverse when they went to like uh earth 838 um what they wanted to show uh various things in that multiverse so the the first one was uh ryan reynolds deadpool um they briefly thought about putting it in the writer uh who was talking about the same writer that mentioned he wanted to include uh tony uh, tony stark um, Tom Cruise as Tony Stark mentioned that he thought about doing uh, De- like Deadpool in this briefly, but I- I'm guessing like the reason they moved away from it is because he is scheduled to have his third movie, um, and like he's in the in the regular six one six universe. So um, I'm I'm guessing that's why they probably didn't like want to throw him in there. Um, and make any other confusion out of it. Um, so I, I'm that's my prediction on it. I, I'm not sure. What What are your thoughts on uh, as far as a Deadpool and them not including him? Um, you know, it like I think it's supposed to be at the the end, right? Um, whether it be like a replacement for um, the what was it Bruce Campbell? cameo or you know have deadpool show up at that point but um you know, i think it worked out just fine it definitely would have been cool to see him but um 
Yeah, it worked out just fine the way it is. I, I really like the Bruce Campbell Easter egg. Like, I really do. Um, right. Uh, uh, evil, evil Dead and The Hand and all of that stuff. So, um, of course, mutants are something that I really want to see in the MCU. But I like with like uh, just to kind of segue this just a bit because we don't need to necessarily do a full thing. They did tweet today the Deadpool account about uh, an update for Deadpool three and that they, I think the tweet was that they have worked on like they solidified the brand integrations and they're working on story and, um, and all of that stuff and filming. So like, it's been something they've been working on for a long time. They just kind of have to wait for things to happen um, for, mcu mutants and and all of these storylines and all these movies and COVID just delays everything all right um, for a year and a half two years that we've had to wait for stuff um but yeah like it's definitely happening we're definitely getting deadpool um i'm fine with them not throwing him in there but in general um things are happening in that realm and we're gonna see him i don't know probably still probably another two years off but probably yeah um, and then, obviously, speaking of X Men, people thought, then speculated like um, Magneto might show up, um, either Fastbender or McCullen, because of um, because obviously the religion in the comics to Wanda, it's, you know, he's Magneto is Wanda's father, um, and obviously they kind of did like a weird teaser in Wanda Vision. Well. He technically obviously wasn't Quicksilver, but it was they kind of made it seem like it was Quicksilver from the Fox X-Men universe, but obviously it turned out to be just a random person that uh, Agatha Harkness was like um, enchanting or whatever, like put a spell on to do her bidding, if you will. Uh, but yeah, they, they were thought about they they would be in there and then it was also speculated that James McAvoy uh, would be in it as Professor X and, and Sophie Turner as Jean Grey because I guess they were spotted around the time, especially uh, McAvoy. He was spotted with his like shaved head. So they thought, hmm, why does he have a shaved head right now? Uh, but and they thought maybe he's going to be in that movie. And obviously turner having red hair but i think that's she she's a natural redhead right i can't i'm pretty sure i think so uh so i don't i don't know why the hair for her would be relevant but people thought because of a mcavoy having a shaved head that he might show up in multiverse of madness uh but i guess it probably was for a different role but yeah that's i mean i i get like so they had a charles xavier obviously now we don't know if that, obviously that's the same charles xavier from the x-men universe uh, or so fox sorry, it's not x-men universe the uh, fox x-men universe i should say in particular um i mean it could just be a, a different uh charles xavier from a, a variant of, of charles xavier but you know they're slowly building up to it and i'm and i'll and i'll bring up something else later when we talk about moon knight but they're slowly building up to the X-Men stuff. Like they're they're getting there. Um, you know, I think they're doing it right because like the Fox X-Men are so still fresh in people's minds that they really want to separate themselves from those movies, right? Like the same way they did 
with uh, Spider-Man and all that. Like they want to separate. They do want something completely different than what Sony did. So they'll probably want to do something completely different than what Fox did as well. And and when they do like the main movies, obviously they have Charles Xavier, uh, Patrick Stewart in it, but he's just a small part of that movie. He wasn't like a huge part of that movie. Um, so yeah, I think like, yeah, they're doing that slow buildup, I think. Uh, and I think they're probably handling it the correct way. So that way when they do bring them in, you know, people are like all in. They're not like, oh, X Men again. What the hell? They just had X Men like not long ago. Did I lose you, Carl? Oh, hey, I was like, uh, did you just stop talking? <laughs> no, yeah, I just stopped talking. That was my final thought on that. <laughs> all right, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's why I figured. That's why they're just you know taking their time with it and not pushing. Um, to do too much X-Men stuff. They're just dropping little Easter eggs and and stuff like that, in, and they'll get there eventually. Um, one character, one other rumored character, I mean, there's two more rumors that were people that were supposed to be in multiverse, but this one kind of threw me off because it's kind of funny because, uh, so at Thor's, one of, in the comics, Thor has a second brother and uh, that is uh, Boulder, um, who is um, obviously in a big part of the Thor comic books, but he never made it into the Thor movies for one reason or another. I'm not exactly sure what the rhyme or reason was for it, but supposedly he was supposed Boulder was supposed to be part of the Illuminati uh, roster, supposedly. Um, but then they tried to get Daniel Craig to play the role, but Daniel Craig was like, you know what, eh, I'm not interested in because of COVID stuff, risks and all that involved. Um, so the third son of Odin uh, never did not end up making the cut into the film. Um, I guess I'm also intrigued like if if Boulder ever does make it into MCU, I'm guessing is that like a sign that that Daniel Craig is the guy they want him playing him? I hope not. Like Daniel Craig is a really great actor, and like I wouldn't, I would not cast, whether it be for the Multiverse of Madness or for like the main line MCU. I wouldn't want him to be uh, Boulder of anything. Like for he, he needs to be either a villain or a prominent character. Like even like uh, with um, Russell Crowe as Zeus, like. Right. Russell Crowe is obviously in and out for this movie, but at least he's going to be a prominent, powerful, you know, he's a god, like he's Zeus. Like that's, Boulder is like, okay, you know, he's Thor and Odin and Loki, and then Boulder down here, and he's going to be in there for, if in Multiverse of Madness for five minutes to pay all this money for Daniel Craig to come in. Like it just doesn't make sense. And even if he's really, uh, like, yeah, he's, he's James Bond, like, they go from James Bond to being Boulder. That just doesn't make sense to me. So I don't know if it, you know, you said it's rumor, but um, if that's what they wanted, that would be a really weird thing to see. Yeah, um, it, it's just a weird, like, why him all of a sudden, like, the Boulder, like, to appear out of nowhere. Like, it, like they, ne they never talk about him in 
any of the Thor movies. So it would have been so goofy. Like, why did you mm-hmm. include this character when he should have been introduced in one of the Thor movies? Or the first Thor movie, really. He should have been in the first Thor movie from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's, that rumor threw me off. What? Why? Why? And then Daniel Craig, of all people? What? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so, yeah, that that was another one. And then the final one was supposedly during the fight uh, where, where Wanda's fighting everyone. Um, they're supposed to have Ghost Rider appear, and he's supposed to be part of the Illuminati as well. Um, it was never clear where it was planned to be. It was either Gabriel Luna, uh, Luna's Robbie Reyes from like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe it, it might have made more sense if it was him because they had, um, uh, what's his name, Black Bolt uh, from Inhumans from that same universe, if you will, from that ABC, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans was kind of in that same universe, if you will. Uh, or or both those shows were canon in a sense, so maybe it would have made more sense if it was him. But there was also rumor that it could have potentially been uh, Nicholas Cage's, Cage's Johnny Blaze, uh, who was the original Ghost Rider. Um, so yeah, you know, they were supposed to have like a fight off, and it would have been interesting to see how that fight went because like Ghost Rider is pretty powerful too. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like, I don't think Wanda would be able to just, you know, manhandle Ghost Rider, like, the way she manhandled everyone else. Mm, so I, guess I, mean, yeah, I, I mean, I would say they'd still, because at the end of the day, like, the way they depicted the fight with Wanda and everyone else, it wasn't that, like, it was supposed to be shock value. It's, just, it's a Sam Raimi movie, so he was going for you know shock and horror like it was supposed to be like unexpected and funny so black bolt getting his head popped off was the unexpected funny thing sort of thing and and then also read and so on so i think one thing that could have done if they did have ghost rider um they might not have had black bolt maybe they did or didn't but i think like you can see easily that the fight with Thanos that the Illuminati had where afterward they killed Dr. Strange using Black Bolt. They could have did the exact same thing, but instead of Black Bolt have John, uh, Johnny Blaze, you know, Ghost Rider use the penance stare on Dr. Strange and kill him that way. And right. it, it would have been the exact same thing um, just to take place. But if I think if any one of the Ghost Riders would show up, uh, in that movie would have been Johnny Blaze because he's way more recognizable as a ghost writer than um, the uh, Robbie Reyes version, just in general. Even though there's you know, the TV and stuff, uh, I just think that like with uh, Professor Xavier, when he came out, they played the animated series thing because people, they, a lot of people recognize that theme. They know Xavier... They know Patrick Stewart's as Xavier and then the animated series saying that recognizability, they're going for that. People recognize Johnny Blaze more than they recognize Robbie Reyes, so they would probably go with that version, in, right. in my yeah. opinion. I actually liked the first first Ghost Rider. I liked that. I enjoyed it. it it's, it's very yeah, cheesy. I ironically like that, too. 
I I liked it. Like it was very cheesy. Uh, the second one I never watched, and I heard it got terrible no, reviews. Uh, but the first one was good. Like I thought it was a good movie for like how they made it and everything. And I thought, like I thought, uh, Nick Cage did a good job as Johnny Blaze. Um, it was a fun movie. I haven't seen it in a while. I might go back and watch it um, soon. Um, I might just go have a have a watch for it. But yeah, that's uh, that's the last of the rumors for Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I just wanted to throw those in there because again, obviously, there's so much conversation happening with those movies or with that movie uh, and those that stuff leaked uh, a little bit um, before we move on to our next part I think that we had a question uh, from Bonnie the bunny um, she asked uh, I know that Justice League was kind of a bomb but do you guys think a sequel is possible uh, so I know like we talked about this a couple of shows ago that Warner Brothers now merged with Discovery and now they want to completely do an overhaul of how they proceed with DCU, DCEU. Uh, so, I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk about people's, well, not a lot of talk, but just the French Zack Snyder fans who still want Zack Snyder to get his sequel. Uh, so they still, you know, randomly will tweet out you know, that are redoes the Snyderverse or whatever, uh, continue the Snyderverse. Um, so those fringe lunatics are still around who like who like Zack Snyder for one reason or another, uh, who's bad at making movies, but they still like him. Uh, so they want they want that Justice League to continue. Um, there isn't a plan in general right now for a second Justice League. And I'm maybe, like I said, with this Discovery and Warner Brothers uh, re, a union and them wanting to overhaul everything, um, maybe they would do a second, uh, uh, just a re, like a small reboot of Justice League potentially, but there's no plans in, in, in the works or anything like that. Yeah, the uh, with all the stuff going on with DC between. Uh... Flash movie. I mean, it's already delayed till next year, and just in general, um, Ezra can't stop hitting people in Hawaii. Well, yeah, Ezra in, <laughs> in general. But like, like I said, the they haven't really focused everything yet. Between there hasn't been a Superman movie in like ten plus years. Right. Uh, they haven't settled on who their Batman is going to be. Like in general, they need to figure all that stuff out. Uh, Wonder Woman movie, like the first one's fantastic. The second one, not so much. And they got to figure out what to do with the third one and just fo focus all of it before they can think about doing another Justice League movie. Um, they have the, the Black Adam movie coming out later this year, uh, which they're still filming. Uh, I saw The Rock actually tweet said that he had a day of filming that went great. And it was like two days ago. Right. So they're still filming that movie. Um, yeah, and they have Shazam of, is, yeah. yeah, yeah, Shazam is still scheduled to come out this year, too. So, mm -hmm. uh, the sequel so, to Shazam, so yeah, they have projects going, but at uh, actual DC, uh, Justice League movie, um, that's a direct sequel to the first one. I don't, I don't think so. They probably even go in a different direction when they make another Justice League movie just to have uh, something more, at least I hope so. I mean. 
all they've been all over the place. So I, I want them to have something more concise and something more directed that we can see what something is built being built up to instead of just like kind of randomly putting stuff together. And that's what I hope that this merger is is doing for them. But right now, um, they just have pro- projects with no direct um, lead to a new Justice League movie. Right. Um, yeah, so like, it'll be interesting, I suppose, to see what they end up uh, end up doing with that. Um, and who knows, like I said, where they'll go with DCEU, uh, if, they'll, if they'll just continue these solo stuff and just ignore any... any uh, any team up movies um i know like random like i know in the flash movie like bruce wayne and michael keaton are supposed to be in it at batman's but yeah uh dc (laughs) you said bruce wayne sorry ben affleck sorry ben affleck is and michael keaton are supposed to be in it as (laughs) excuse me uh as batman um their own Batmans that they played. So yeah, we'll see what happens with them, with them, uh, with that whole uh, DC stuff. Um, yeah, moving moving on, we have uh, it was announced that Marvel Studios Echo starting to I think they're starting to uh, film. Well, uh, I assume they've been filming because this is just a, a teaser image that they uh, put out the other day. Right. So so like so per Marvel's synopsis of the show, the the origin story of Echo revisit, revisits Maya Lopez, whose ruthless behavior in New York City catches up with her in her hometown. She must face her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family and community if she ever hopes to move forward. So that's what essentially that it's set up. That's what the show is supposed to be about. And that's gonna revisit that and there was a couple of characters announced, like the person that plays her dad in the in episode like three, I think, is supposed to be in the movie, um, and then another character I can't remember is supposed to be in as well. At least it's official. And then uh, again, this is the last time we saw her was in the Hawkeye series. And we ended with her shooting Kingpin in the face, in the eye, probably, mm-hmm. uh, as it was in the comics. So we should be seeing a continuation of that storyline of what happened to Kingpin. Uh, possibly, most likely seeing Daredevil as well, uh, and other Daredevil characters from the Netflix series, which is not Netflix anymore. So you can watch that all on Disney+. Plus. And mm-hmm. again, if you have not watched Daredevil, please watch Daredevil. So great. It um, is. It's a great series. All three seasons I would recommend watching. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm like, yeah, that's been the rumor, right? That the Daredevil cast is supposed to be an echo. Um, they haven't talked a lot. I mean, nothing has been confirmed. Obviously, we know Vincent D'Onofrio is back. Uh, we know Charles Cox is back. Uh, but it's not been confirmed that where Charlie Cox Cox's Daredevil would take place. There was like small rumors flying around that he was going to get his own series, like like a Daredevil uh, Disney Plus series, but that never was anything confirmed. It was just people like rumors. Uh, so and so said, a source told me this. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I would really like it. So I really like if they brought back Deborah Ann Wall, Eldon Henson. So Deborah Ann Wall playing Karen Page, Eldon Henson playing Foggy Nelson. Um, you know, it, I would like them to bring in Bullseye again, but like a different Bullseye than the one they had in Daredevil. Probably reboot Bullseye a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think I think I, I'm interested to see what they do with Echo. And like I said, I hope, like you know, they teased Charlie Cox in Spider-Man No Way Home, just as, as Matt Murdock, not Daredevil. So I'm 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 really excited and looking forward to seeing when Daredevil appears. And I'm hoping, like I said, it is an Echo because in the comics, Echo and Daredevil have a connection. So it would only be fitting that they would have him appear in in her show uh, in in some form. Um, obviously not to be one of the main throughout the series because it is a sh her show, uh, but maybe for a couple of episodes that he's around and you see him just the way they did with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. He appeared in like a still and then you saw him in the final episode. Um, he was, you know, a, a main character in the final episode. So maybe they can do something similar to, to set up uh, Daredevil, and then maybe eventually they do a Daredevil show in general. Um, any final thoughts on Echo before we move on? Yep, let's uh, keep it going. Alrighty, so new images from Thor, Love, and Thunder uh, appeared. So in in the in the bottom right character is credited as Bastet, God played by Okoshia Sabbath. Did I pronounce that right? No idea. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah that that image was uh, released. I, I mean the the costumes are for um, for Valkyrie and for uh, Jane Jane uh, Jane's Thor is something we've already seen. But yeah, that image. It looks interesting. Yeah, so again, uh, if anyone's unaware, so the Bast or Basset is the Panther goddess, the god or Panther god for Black Panther. Um, so I I still have a hard time believing this, but I did look this up on the IMDb, and this is how she's credited as Basset god. So like we we're going to talk about moon Knight, but uh shortly but this is for me when i first saw this i thought oh this must be just an avatar for for bass but that doesn't make sense because black panther is the avatar for bass so this could actually be the goddess version of bass i like until we get like a full-on view of this movie it's hard to say but if that is bass as a character that is a god and then so is uh, not necessarily jane technically because she is a human and she's being transformed uh into thor but like playing the role of thor and then valkyrie is asgardian uh which i i still believe that's kind of in the realm of god i don't know if just her is considered a god or just only thor and odin and stuff but in general they can still be associated with each other so it wouldn't be all that weird uh for them to be together um but it's still important because this kind of ties into black panther 
we might see that later on because the Black Panther movie is supposed to come out later on in November. And just in general, the movie Thor is about the Gore, the God Butcher, killing gods. He's going around to different uh, pantheons of gods and killing them because he doesn't feel that they're worthy of being gods. So we'll see what happens if Bast gets touched in this movie and see what happens if, I mean, even if they don't do anything uh, and kill her off or do anything like that, uh, her being in this movie in a physical, visible form, um, if that is in fact her, um, is going to be really interesting. Right. And Valkyrie could be there too also because she is now the king or queen of Asgard. So Right. Like we don't like know the context of the scene whatsoever. I do see Valkyrie. Oh, exactly. Like uh like Jane is higher. Like I was skeptical because it has Jane and Valkyrie sitting on thrones or chairs and then Bass is below them, which didn't make sense to me. So maybe she's just like a servant or like I said, the avatar, but not necessarily the actual god. But at the same time, if they're all gods, it doesn't matter because they're all in the same sort of, you know, breath. You know, they're all gods, so it can be whatever it is. Uh, but we don't know the full context of that of this scene, right? So yeah, that's the last of the uh, fast flicks, if you will. Um, now we're gonna get into a Moon Knight discussion. I give our thoughts on the show. Um, and then talk about bits of the show in general. Uh, so, Carl, I'll let you go first. Why don't you give me your thoughts on the series, what you thought about it, um, and, uh, yeah, there we go. Let us know. Um, so, um, six episodes of Moon Knight. It just finished about two weeks ago. Um, we have some very cool comic book references. We have. I really love the costume in general. Um, for both Moon Knight and Mr. Knight, uh, Mr. Knight being the one that's more like a suit with the vest and stuff like that. Um, their whole take on everything, because um, in, the, in the comics, you have Mark Spector, all of these different uh, personalities. But Mark Spector is like the, the default regular personality. And then Jake Lockley and Stephen Grant are all different personalities for Mark. And these suits are def- separate suits uh in the comics and then like like the mr knight one the one with the the suit the the suit and tie is a whole personality in the comics it's not uh the way they have it in the show where stephen grant when he suits up he becomes this mr knight costume and then mark when he suits up he goes into the more traditional moon knight costume in the show so i do like that one aspect of it uh it is really cool but it does lean lean like when we get to jake lockley um i hope that he has a different costume too but we don't see that in the show uh we don't really get a chance to see jake until the end but we'll get to him shortly but in general um it does have like a really cool um you know working in the um personality disorder uh i forget the official words of what to call it so please forgive me um but him having these different personalities just working that in this uh, mental health aspect of the show um is just a really nice way to uh address certain things like that and having that um they have the mental hospital the um 
even him playing like a little action figure that got me all excited and stuff like that. Uh, seeing the different gods, seeing the locations, uh, the entire like being in Egypt, the museum, uh, playing on real world aspects. Thank you, dissociative. Cause I knew it was yeah. dissociative identity disorder. Um, yeah, I was a playing, I was gonna mention that too. I just didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, playing with uh, the real world mythology like that's one thing that i love about getting into marvel is, is just like with uh thor and especially when we get to uh this summer sword love and thunder when they talk about like greek gods like zeus and uh Ares and stuff like that how we have our real world mythology and people's general understanding of whatever that is and, but then there's a Marvel version of that. So I always love seeing the Marvel version. Like, what is the Marvel version of Zeus? What is the Marvel version of uh, Aphrodite? The Marvel version of Hercules? Then in this case, we have like the Marvel version of Amit and the Marvel version of Khonshu and Bast. And, uh, and very directly in Moon Knight as well, Alexander the Great. That's a part of, of this marvel universe is alexander the great was a avatar for amit that was awesome just to to have that like okay now i can go look up alexander the great in the real world and just see what the lore and the mythology is for alexander the great and actually learn something because i want to compare that to what i've just watched on moon Knight and see what's similar and what's different and now i'm actually learning something real and can walk away and, and be an expert on Alexander the Great, um, as well as an expert on Marvel stuff. So I really like when things like that happen a lot. But in general, the show is really well done. Oscar Oscar Isaac is an excellent actor, and I really thought this was an excellent showcase of how great of an actor he was. Him flipping personalities on a dime, like instantly. I love all those scenes when you have Jake, or not Jake, excuse me, Stephen and Mark together, um, interacting with each other, uh, having reactions at the same time, different faces, um, and even uh, the actress who is playing Layla, her name is, I have it on the screen, May Calamari, I don't know how to say her name, but the actress playing Layla, she had to do the same thing, and she was great as well. So I really enjoyed both um, performances from both of those actors. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I To me, I think so. for me personally, obviously everyone has their own view of it. But I, like this one, this is my favorite um, series so far in Disney+. Plus. Um, it's, it's like right ahead of WandaVision and Loki. I, I have those two tied. Uh, in my opinion, and and like yeah, I thought this show was consistently well done. I know some people complained about it kind of getting like bizarre, but I was like, I mean, it's part of it. Like they're sh- 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 they're they're explaining um, everything that's going on with Mark Spector, his personalities, um, the backstory behind everything, and why he's like that. And I really like a lot of the stuff they did with, like I said, with the dissociative identities disorder they really showed like why he has you know the trauma that he has 
um, he, you know, in real life, the people that go through the dissociative identity disorder, they go through like real, like tr when they they get to that, the people who get to that part, um, they go through like suppose like a really traumatic experience that kind of makes that ha come out in them. Um, so yeah, that's you know, his, they show like his brothers. Uh, death and the way his mom is basically treating him um, as a kid and he basically kind of you know disassociates himself his from Mark Spector into taking himself to different realities or different per like being being something else and it's really cool the way did that did that storyline to build that up um, like you've mentioned all the various gods and stuff that um, that they showed or, or, or Egyptian history, they showed uh, all the different things like that. It was just, yeah, I thought it was a very good, well done show. And obviously Oscar Isaac just absolutely knocked it out of the park. I'm excited to see when he'll reappear as Moon Knight. Um, I'm hoping it's something, I don't know. I know they already announced a sequel, I think, to season two, um, but. I haven't but, heard that. But... Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I heard. Um, um, but I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know when he's supposed to come back. I hope it's before, uh, like the second season of Moon, like, cause they left, they left it, they left, obviously they left it open as a, you know, a cliffhanger. So, um, I don't, like I said, I don't know when that will reappear, will he'll reappear, when he will reappear, but I'm hoping it's sooner than later. Um, so yeah, the the first two obviously we know characters that he he well Mark Spector who he is, and then he has Stephen Grant who who he makes up from um, these books that he read when as a kid, uh, and he's like a big fan of. So he kind of portrays himself. Uh, he, he creates that character and pretends to be that character, um, and then the third one. We kind of get like snippets of him like throughout the show. Uh, we get like Easter egg, like I don't know if it's Easter eggs the right word, but like kind of like um, ideas that there's like this third person that is not Mark and Steve, and uh, Mark and Steve eventually slowly realize, look, there's this third person that's out that's in us that we don't know exactly who he is. Because they keep asking each other, was that that wasn't you? Was it Steve? That wasn't you? Was it Mark? Um, when things like when those blackout scenes happen, uh, they slowly try to figure out, and that third person is uh, Jake Lockley. Uh, they show that and he finally appears in the post-credit scene, um, and it's interesting the the way he's portrayed in here because I guess in the comics now I, I I'm not a huge I'm not a Moon Knight reader, uh, so. I've read like just a couple of uh, comics of his just to kind of get a taste of him as a character, but he's depicted differently in the comics. Like Jake Lockley in the comics is like a cab driver whose like purpose was to gather information at the street level for Mark Spector. Like he's like that's like an undercover role for him. Uh, so obviously they show this in Jake Lockley in the MCU much different. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jake Lockley and how they showed that? Yeah, so this Jake Lockley is the more of the, like, it almost implies that, well, one, that Conchu already has, it doesn't imply direct, Conchu has a 
great understanding of Jake Lockley and he already mm-hmm. uses him, had been using him, uh, but it implies that he might have even known Jake Lockley before Mark Spector or in the very least in, knew about him early on to know that Jake is the one that gets stuff done. Like he is the one that does not have uh, a, a crisis of consciousness, uh, uh, doesn't have any kind of uh, this debate of morality. Like if, he, if somebody needs to get killed, Jake will do it. And then there's no, no, no question. Jake is serving Kanshu unquestionably, whereas Mark doesn't want to, is kind of more reluctant. And Mark is very skilled. Mark is very capable, but Mark doesn't want, doesn't, doesn't like Kanshu and doesn't want to serve underneath him for any longer than he has to. And Steven is completely, you know, at least going into the series, he's, um, you know, didn't know much. He's not a very violent person not very skilled physically and handling, you know, any kind of fights or using the abilities given to him by Kanchu, but just very smart person. So at the end of the series, that's why Jake is the one, one, because uh, also Mark negotiated that deal with Kanchu that once everything was done with Amit, that he would release Steven and Mark from being his servants and, and serving under him as, Moon Knight, but that deal didn't go through with Jake because they didn't even know Jake existed. So Jake is still serving Kanchu. So if we do get a season two, that would be the way that they would pick up is one, Jake is still under Kanchu, and then they would have to figure out a way to write Mark and Steven back into serving Kanchu. Uh, because obviously I don't think they would just continue to live their lives and then Jake just gets summoned to be like, because something would be off. So at some point they'll have to write them back into serving Kanchu and, and knowing about Jake and all three of them getting along at some point. Um, but in general, Jake is in the MCU is the version that's just going to get stuff done. He does seem to still have like, a, not necessarily a cab driver, you know, job, but he is driving like the limo. Um, so he's still kind of in that same area. Uh, of of undercover work maybe he still does get like info and stuff on street level uh, but in general he's you know unquestionably still serving Kanchu. right but I, like i said in the comics he's not depicted as his dark character like um he's just one of like a cab driver in, in the comics but yeah um, and it's interesting, like I said, you know, you, Steve and Mark have a sense that he's there. They just don't know, like, his name. They don't know who he is exactly. And that's why you also see in the end where there's all Mark and Steve still strap themselves to the bed uh, to make sure, like, at night that, you know, they don't leave. <laughs> um, like, whoever this third person is doesn't decide to leave and do something. Um, so, yeah. Um, Moving on, then you'll be more little thoughts on the show of the characters. Uh, one thing again I wanted to talk about is uh, with with X Men stuff being mentioned throughout MCU uh, randomly. So they had dropped name dropped again Madripoor, um, and the 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 way they name dropped Madripoor. Um, the first time it was name drop, or not name drop, but they actually went to the city. What and it was in Falcon and Winter Soldier, 
they actually went to the city of Madripoor. And Madripoor is a big, uh, no, is mostly known in like in the X Men and mutants and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of mutants go there. Um, the city is best known, like I said, it's tied to X Men and it's uh, one of the homes of Wolverine at one point. Like he's lived there um, in the comics. Uh, so in, in the show in Moon Knight, like Layla and uh, Mark slash Steve are going to visit this person named Anton Mogart um, slash Midnight Man, um, who is like this eccentric, mysterious, mysterious antiques collector. And when Layla and Mark go visit him, it's revealed that he knows Layla due to some sort of previous interaction at Madripoor. So yeah, that's again being mentioned, like the X-Men mutant stuff being dropped in um, in, in various parts of MCU-related shows. Uh, so they're doing that slow buildup. And I just like, I, I like that, and I thought that was really cool. Um, any Any thoughts on that? Um, for the most part, this was the only fairly real reference. There's like, there's kind of two. I'll mention the other one in a second, but this is relatively one of the only references they have to anything outside of the show that's in the MCU. Um, again, calling it back to Falcon and Winter Soldier, but everything else is relatively self-contained. Like you can watch Moon Knight and not have to watch all of the other mcu shows or movies you just start at moon night and then just watch the whole thing because again it doesn't really go out yet um for references and bring in other characters uh there weren't any cameos however uh i guess i'll, I'll bring that part in now is that there were some like maybe planned cameos or rumored cameos for the show that just didn't go through for one reason or another. And like for, I believe there from, from what I heard is that there was supposed to be two cameos, one at the beginning of the series and one at the end. And apparently one of those cameos was supposed to be Eternals, or at least they attempted to have the Eternals in Egypt and like a flashback sequence. So like, you know, cause like in when you watch Eternals, they went through all of history and they were like, Athena was like Athena, like the Greek goddess Athena, but uh, no, without the A, like she said in the movie. So things like that. And so apparently they wanted to have the Eternals in e Egyptian scenes. And then one thing that never happened that we all thought was going to happen is that we we're going to get werewolf by night as a cameo. Um, but again it never happened so it could have been just because we saw that anubis uh creature in the first episode getting beat mm -hmm. up including us thought it was uh werewolf by night or that because of the werewolf by night sh uh, episode that they're doing for halloween that they were going to show him here first and then do it the the halloween thing as far as i know that's still happening but as far as um this show is goes he never actually appeared right um i don't yeah i mean he's like i said they, he's gonna appear eventually and it was interesting that he didn't uh because moon knight in the comics first appears in a where would wolf by night um comic book uh where he's hunting werewolf by night because he's hired to kill werewolf by night because 
werewolf by night um like kills like a couple of kids or something like that so there he's in da- he's a, a danger so uh moon knight is hi- mark specter aka moon knight is hired to kill um or track down and kill uh, werewolf by night so yeah it'll be interesting when they bring him in um so the next, the next uh, character we're gonna talk about is uh, Taurit, uh, who is the protective ancient Egyptian goddess of childbirth and fertility. Um, she's also the protector of women and children. Um, she she's obviously a big part of the show uh, in episodes what was four and six, four to six, right? Say again. Um, She's a big part of episodes th- four to six, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, she came in at the end of episode four, and then five, and then a little bit of six. Right. So, yeah. Um, your thoughts on on her? Uh, any tidbits you wanted to share? Uh, well, just first off, uh, like this is one of the first times we're seeing a guy outside of Kanchu, which we haven't really said a whole lot about him, but. Kanchu being legit, this is a god. And outside of Thor, we haven't seen any gods outside of the Thor movies. So Kanchu, and now we have Tarot um, there, the is this Hippo goddess. Uh, just seeing that is like, hey, we we have there are gods, and they Marvel's not afraid to depict their version of gods in the MCU. And we're gonna see a lot more again later on in the summer. Um but one thing that she mentioned when they were on the boat, um, like this is the other reference that I was talking about, is that uh, she mentioned that the ancestral plane is a beautiful place because she was talking about there's so many different places people can go after they die, and uh, and the ancestral plane is just a beautiful place. But that is a direct reference to Black Panther again because that is right. Uh, Black Panther is the ancestral plane, and that's the place in that movie when. Uh, T'Challa went to go visit his father and they were talking like on that, like right next to that tree, he jumped down uh, and started talking to um, T'Challa and then later also Killmonger went to the ancestral plane as well. So uh, that is a Black Panther reference. And again, we will see a little bit of that probably in Thor and then Black Panther again later on this year. Uh, who knows what they're doing with that movie but i mean uh, they dropped a she-hulk trailer and that's coming out in august uh black panther is probably i think it's in november so i would i would expect after thor comes out we'll be looking at black panther trailers is she-hulk still scheduled for august yeah that's what she said okay cool um but yeah uh it'll be yeah it'll be interesting to see when uh, how they mentioned in in um, Black Panther two. Uh, so next with Layla when she becomes the Scarlet's uh, Scarab. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on um, that? That was a really cool. I, I liked her costume in it. I love this costume and I love this character. Like just to talk about Layla in general at first. Um, I think Layla, at the end of the day, is probably the best written female character that has been in anything MCU related next to 
I would say even like above Wanda, honestly, just uh, Wanda's had more screen time and more bigger, important character and all that stuff. But as far as the entire journey, like the character, uh, I think she's just the best written character. She right. she is very much in her, like a Lara Croft, if you like, you know, Tomb Raider sort of games, but also like an Indiana Jones type of character. At no point was she a damsel in distress. Uh, they did things with her that I don't see from female characters in any kind of form of media. Like, like there was a, the episode where, where Mark died, but in that same episode, or maybe it was the next episode after that, um, she saw that he was dead and then she had to go and uh, she went off and found one of the, the henchmen, one of the little underling guys and like punch him and put him to sleep and then stole his clothes. And she went and hid undercover within uh, Harrow's, you know, people within his gang. And, you know, sure. I'm not the most experienced or versed person in all of, media like watching and stuff but between video games and movies and and tv shows and stuff i can't recall a single time i've ever seen a female character do that i've seen that a thousand times out of male characters where they go beat somebody up and take their clothes and go under like i've seen that a million times i don't think i've ever seen a woman a female character by herself do that to infiltrate a gang and in very least it's very rare to see that uh she also did the thing with uh the flare the flares out when they were out in the desert like she's very uh-huh. capable all on her own she didn't even like it, there's multiple times in the last episode so that she helped mark fight and that she didn't get help from mark she helped him because and he needed it because he was in tough spots and her costume is super sick um i really like it, it is very uh different from the actual comic book version of scholar scarab which you can see on the right there um everything's different about it um the comic book version is very obscure not a lot of people know anything about that character um not very popular not very prominent but this uh mcu we don't know uh, like far as i know it's supposed to be still a temporary thing uh but i hope we see her more uh, going forward whether it's a season two or whatever they want to do with this character because one of the f- fun things about the show that i really liked is when, in that last episode where she's doing her thing and she's fighting all these guys the little girl comes out and say hey are you an egyptian superhero and she said yes and i'm like yeah that's awesome like we we have the mcu's first egyptian superhero and I want more. I want to see more characters like her. I want to see more uh, moments like that. It's very important. It's not just, it is representation, but it's not just that. It's just, it's actually fully fleshing out and bringing on sort of uh, uh, th- this, these types of roles that need to be developed. And they're all really fun and really good. Again, she's she's probably like between her and peggy carter and wanda those are honestly my favorite female characters until we see what jane does this summer right yeah I, yeah she she was um she was awesome in the movie too like I, the whole like this whole thing is like very well casted the whole show like every character kind of just completely does such a every actor such a, such a does such a great part 
and portraying uh, their character, so-called characters. And yeah, um, she she was not an exception to that at all. So she, like you said, she was a very strong female lead, not a damsel in distress. Um, someone, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of young girls and looking watching MCU can uh, you know look up to uh, as far as you know seeing, especially you know Middle Eastern girls uh, in general or or um, in that from that area that you know representation matters in a sense. It's really cool to see that hey yeah this person that looks like me has the same features as me is you know she's such a strong character she's a strong woman and uh and she's a superhero and i can i can try to be that and maybe we'll see like you know halloween costumes and stuff of of her uh people dress as her or something like that but yeah uh definitely i agree everything you said uh about her character uh really loved it uh next the final obviously uh haro was trying to release amit um uh and yeah, they had him up, her appear, and it was her, right? Is it, it's her. Is it, yeah, her uh, appear in the final episode uh, where Amit and uh, Kanchu have their battle, um, and Amit is trying to basically uh, take over um, in general. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on Amit? Uh, the character they brought in and how they portrayed that character and just that final episode and, and scene. Um, Amit's pretty hot. There you go. That's my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> the alligator. The alligator. It's the um, eyes. It's a croc. It's an alligator, right? Not a crocodile. I think it's alligator. a croc. Croc. Is it a croc? Okay. I can't. I can I always get confused between the two. I, I I really I can't remember it because there was somebody else that was because there's there was an alligator and a croc but I can't remember um what, what was the other one that we saw but anyway uh either way the still just seeing like this is a god within uh, Marvel is the cool thing to me and seeing her walk around she's very powerful she was able to give Haro even more power after she was uh, awakened um the fight that she totally kicked Conchu's butt with uh when they're fighting in, in their large forms uh in egypt and stuff and just just seeing it again so she doesn't make it out of the series which doesn't really matter because of um the again the thor thing is gonna ha happen really soon thor love and thunder um she might have been someone on gore's hit list and in general, they have the the Ennead, right? I think that's what it's called. The Ennead is that group of gods, which included Khonshu, Amit, and Tarawet, Bast, and a bunch of other gods, a handful of other gods. The ones that were, you know, the the avatars that were there that, that represented those gods. Um, they might be on that hit list for, uh, for Gore. And uh, again, we'll see really quickly and very soon uh, who Gore is going to take out in the movie but just in general uh, it was just cool to see her and like her whole deal was very much uh, again a movie I've never seen uh, Minority Report but 
that's a lot of what I've heard is referenced. Because in the end of the, uh, she's not evil, right? She's not like trying to take over the world. It's just one of those things where her way of thinking restricts or prevents freedom, freedom of thought and freedom right. of actions by trying to prevent people from committing crimes and punishing them before they actually commit the crimes um, is like, there's a similar uh, storyline within actual Marvel comics. And that was civil war too, uh, where just super quickly, that's where Carol Danvers, uh, captain Marvel was on the side of punishing people and locking them up before they actually commit the crimes to keep the peace. And Iron Man was on the other side of that saying, no, let people actually do that. They can't punish them before they actually commit crimes, stuff like that. Um, so this was literally the same thing, where it's just the only issue was Kanshu was just being a dick and he wasn't he wasn't very eloquent in um, relaying that message to the other avatars and to the other gods and just in general saying, hey, Amit is coming back. And this is her agenda. He he was just he went about it wrong, but Amit, you know, full transparency. Hey, I just I'm just trying to punish people before that happens. We can stop Hitler before anything happens. We can stop, you know, all of these atrocities before it happened. That's all I'm trying to do. So it's again, she wasn't that she was evil. It's just her methods were not um, were were not good, basically. Right. Yeah. Um... It's basically like I mean, if you think about it, there the whole um, like pagan gods, Egyptian gods, they all have that, you know, they're depicted that way. Greek gods too, uh, they're flawed, they're depicted as flawed characters, right? Um, they're not they're not perfect, and that's how you know they are always depicted as. So yeah, it's no no different. It kind of falls in the same line here where. You know, you're punishing. She wants to punish everyone, no matter what. Like, and that's just something that obviously it's people are people. You know, the reason a lot of these stories in the olden days were told is to, you know, have like a higher give people a higher meaning, like uh, uh, like teach them a lesson of some sort, right? Um, so. Yeah, it, it's basically that in that same realm. I, I put this as like you know, it's it's no different than when you hear about stories about the different various other god, type of gods of different religions uh, that had the imperfect thought processes of how they wanted to, you know, um, you know, had like people sacrificing themselves for their purpose. Um, you know, obviously that's not the right way to do it. Oh, I'm gonna give you a good. You know, there's various gods that, like in pagan lore, like to have a prosperous, uh, um, you know, wealth and stuff like that. You have to sacrifice so and so. It's like, well, that's not how. That's not right. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have to sacrifice. Like, literally sacrifice someone for you, to for you to help us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. So in that same realm. And then uh, finally, as we're wrapping up here. You wanted to recommend a Legion for WandaVision and Moon Knight fans. So um, if you want to go ahead and uh, explain why that uh, you are doing so. Yeah. So anyone, I know a lot of people um, 
was very weirded out about WandaVision, especially when it first, like the first episode or two, because they didn't know what direction they were trying to go in, and and the storytelling was weird. It wasn't straightforward. It was uh, like just coming out of left field, and people dropped the show and had to be convinced to come back to you know be explained to uh, what was happening there. And then even with Moon Knight, um, it's direction and narrative was is still kind of weird to some people because you have this whole personality taking or taken over from steven like the first couple episodes steven uh, was leading it and then all of a sudden now things are happening and then he wakes up and he doesn't know what happened and all of this uh all of the did in the show um was really well done but at the end of the day I think that if you are a fan of either Moon Knight or WandaVision, or you just like something that isn't straightforward, something that is uh, that does you know mess with your mind, uh, takes a little bit of thinking, something that's rewarding to rewatch because like the first time you just may not get it, but at the same time it's still intriguing and still captivating it's still something that that you can gravitate to i think legion is a freaking fantastic show and honestly i think it's a significantly better show than anything that's been on disney plus uh as far as marvel and i think it's, it's probably the best comic book show that has ever been aired in, in my opinion um it, three seasons uh it does this was before um disney bought out fox so this is still Mm -hmm. when x-men were separate from the rest of marvel and they had their whole thing but this show does give like little uh leads to the actual x-men movies and stuff not like so much of building that lore or anything like that but it is it is connected to the x-men movies but you can totally watch this and not know that and you'll be fine so you don't need to watch 10 15 years of x-men movies to watch the show you can just start at day one um so no need to worry there but there's a whole lot going on in the show where things are weird and things are not straightforward and things are um just require like multiple like just thinking about it and it's just things coming out of left field a lot of stuff happening but it's always so good after every episode that you just want more immediately. Um, I absolutely love this show and I've watched every episode except for the season two finale because uh, I think it was DVRing it and it got deleted. I just didn't get to watch it. But other than that, um, I've watched every episode. I absolutely love it. There's so many different um, left field takes and left field uh, things visually beautiful um again kind of dealing with the did sort of thing it doesn't quite hit the same as the actual character in the comics does it is a little bit different than the actual character but for the most part there's enough there um and they just go and um this show i don't know it, it just really should have gotten more attention than it did but it is a relatively complete show um they gave it the budget and the time he all he wanted all of the uh, i think is noah howley is the director of this and i think he only wanted three seasons of it so it's not like it got cut short or canceled or anything like that three seasons 
and it's over and it's a really great and rewarding show also um aubrey plaza is in it so it's great right um yeah it's it's a very uh you know when i i watched the first season i never got to watching the second season but i was always surprised like oh man i can't believe this is like a network television show this is uh on fx um it was very well done. It's a very like like I said, you know, a show that makes you think. And obviously, Legion is uh, in the comics. Legion, uh, and they don't mention it in in the show, but in, in the comics, and I don't know if they mentioned it in season two because I never watched it. But in the comics, it's Charles Xavier, uh, Charles Xavier's son. Um, so he's also a psychic. But then, like you said, he has DID and all his personalities. Like he has one that's a very evil personality, um, you know that that controls a lot of what he does, and with his power, like he's one of the greatest psychics in in the in the mutant or Marvel universe. So um, obviously, having that kind of power with someone evil <laughs> is a bad mix. Uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely, I would, I I agree. I recommend definitely please watching the first season. See how you like it. It it is. It is very different than what your normal network television shows are about. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, and that's pretty much a wrap for today's episode. Uh, any final thoughts, Carl, before we uh, get out of here? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. That's it. All righty. Well, yep. Like I said, thank you for everyone that's tuned in. Um, if you have uh, watched and are still with us, please uh, go ahead and give our a video on youtube a like uh so that way we can try to get more viewers uh for our show um obviously please check out anything that you've missed in the past we've done various conversations on mcu and other sci-fi related movies and shows and things like that uh, obviously check out all our barroom network has to offer uh so many various topics on chicago sports uh and just in also uh, also various Asian cultures and stuff like that um, we do as well. So yeah, check that out uh, on the Barroom Network. And as for uh, Carl Eames and myself, we'll see you guys next time. All right. Have a good night, guys.